JD Talking Sports. It is Martin Luther King Day, Monday, January 21st, 2019. I almost said 18. Knicks lost again today. Carolina just won. Serena is in the quarterfinals. All good things. Tennis is on right now, actually. Carolina just won. Very happy they beat Vatek 103.82. I like when they win like that. The Knicks lost today, so they fell to... Yeah, Nick, Knicks, Knicks are just playing some good ball. Knicks lost to the Thunder 127-109. But Carmelo Anthony was traded to the Bulls. who were going to waive him, and then he's going to become a free agent. And where will he end up? Will he end up with the Lakers? They have a lot of guaranteed contracts, so they have to trade somebody. But you know what? Carmelo will be an excellent fit with the Lakers. As you can see, that my sarcasm is seeping out of my body right now because I can't believe Carmelo, who really wants him. You know, okay, if he's a guy off the bench for some quick offense, that's one thing. But the Lakers need him. They need youth. They don't need, they don't need Carmelo. Carmelo doesn't play any defense. He never did. He always looks like he's out of shape. He always does. Puts videos in his ninja outfits doing his fucking workouts. Who, come on, who are you kidding? Terrible. Yeah, Knicks lost. Yeah, how did... Uh, Nothing to... Cornette at two points. Knox at eight points. Moody at 14. Haraway led the way with 23. Kanner at 11 off the bench. Need Lakina, who I said saw, saw get white, uh, faked out of his... did uh, Got faked out, went for, the, went for the pump fake, jumped... Listen, he got some major hops. Jumped over uh, Russell Westbrook's... Could have jumped over his whole fucking body. And then Westbrook went in for the layup, which he almost missed, actually. Alonzo uh, Trier, 16 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists off the bench, probably on garbage time. But, hey, still, I'd like to see him playing well. But the Knicks and the Nets freaking won freaking again. Uh, D'Angelo Russell had seven three-pointers, four straight game, one twenty-three ninety-four at home over the freaking Kings. They're 25-23. and 23. D'Angelo Russell led the Nets with 31. And 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 they're without. They're without uh oh my god, I'm blanking on him. This is all happening without uh Karis Levert. I mean that's some good shit. That's some good shit right now. Yep. Correct. Yeah, this is and you know, they were going crazy on the airwaves today about the football game. I was talking to my cousin in Texas, you know, the new uh, Croak, uh, Stan Croak, Crokey, Crokel? Yeah, Stan, uh, Stan Cronky, Cronk, yeah, Cronky, the owner of the Rams, the new stadium. Now I have cousins, he had tickets at the LA Coliseum, which he is not re-upping, and tickets were like, they, they charge different prices for different games, so the Cowboys might be 200 but he paid about a buck sixty-five a ticket. The new place, and they had four tickets at the LA Coliseum, they won 50000 this isn't even for great seats, at the new stadium, that's that's the license license agreement. Now you'll get that back in fifty years, which is fucking crazy. And for four hundred thousand licenses, you'll get like free food and everything, which is great. You know, I mean, so I'm paying four hundred thousand. That doesn't include parking, and tickets will probably go for three hundred or more a game. It's a lot of money. I paid I paid uh, two hundred bucks for a season with the Jets. Now this is back in ninety ninety. 8990 I I think I was still in college. I I always get the year wrong. And they sucked that year. 
How about that's a lot of fucking money, isn't that? You know, it was the NFL now supposedly, you know, they're going to have to change it with the, it doesn't really help. It doesn't really help Gumbo Chef that they didn't win the game. You know, that now they're talking about how things they missed. But listen, that was, that was fucking ugly. And they should change it. This is what, this is what really should happen. They need guys. They need guys. The refs should be in the same shape as the athletes. So how about you find guys that used to play football, can't play football anymore, looking for a job, make them referees, put the old guys who know the, you know, the rules guys, put them in New York City and just review every game, every play, any, because you could review it without even stopping the game. You could just have a guy there every freaking play. And I think when they make an egregious call like that, they have to change it. And the funny thing is, there is a there is a rule. There is in the bylaws of the NFL, and I wanted to get this right. Yes, the commissioner has the sole authority to investigate and take appropriate disciplinary and or corrective measures if any club action, non-participant interference, or calamity occurs in an NFL game, which the commissioner deems so extraordinary, unf- extraordinarily unfair, or outside the accepted tactics encountered in professional football that sucks such action has a major effect on the result of the game. That's Rule 17, Section 2, Article 1. And Article 3 of the same rule gives the commissioner authority to reverse the result of the game and order be played again either from the beginning or from the point at which the extraordinary act occurred, which he'll never do. But that would be pretty fucking cool. Wouldn't that be pretty cool if he did something like that? If he said, hey, you know what? My bad. We fucked up. And the ref didn't even... Uh, Vinovich said it was a, basically said it was a judgment call and he hadn't seen the play again. How did, because they have uh, the pool reporters, uh, reporters uh, interview the officials. Listen, he shouldn't even have said anything. He should have kept his fucking mouth shut because that ditch was ugly. It was just, it was embarrassing. It was an embarrassment to the NFL that that play happened. I know that now I someone put on Twitter, they showed four things to the Saints, did the Rams. I understand and you, there, there's holding in every play that could call something every play, but that was egregious. And even when the guy said, hey, I didn't want him to score a touchdown. Unbelievable. Now, tomorrow tomorrow is going to be the inductees for the Baseball Hall of Fame. And there hasn't been a unanimous. Will, will, will Rivera become the first unanimously, unanimously elected by the baseball writers? Which I think is bullshit that the writers... Pick the players. I think players should be involved in that too. Eight voters passed on Cal Rookman Jr., six on Nolan Ryan, 16 on Mike Schmidt. In 1992, Tom Seaver came five votes short. In 1979, 23 writers said no to Willie Mays. Yeah, it's an embarrassment to our association. Jack Lang, this writer's secretary and ballot counter, said all at the time. In 1966, 20 voters decided Ted Williams wasn't good enough. In 1962, Jack, Jack Robinson fell 36 votes short of unanim, unanim, unanimity. Unanimity. Unanimous vote. I'm just going to be... That's a hard word for me to say. I'm, I apologize for that, but it's just hard for me to say. And uh, and Joe D. didn't get in until his fourth year of eligibility. The very first election, Ty Cobb came four shorts, four votes short of, of being unanimous. Babe Ruth was 11 short. 11 writers did not vote Babe Ruth for the Baseball Hall of Fame. <laughs> Ken Griffey came the closest, getting 99.3% of the vote. 
Only three voters passed last year. Chipper Jones got 97% to lead the field. I thought Chipper Jones was a good player. I don't think Chipper Jones should be getting more than Ted Williams, should be getting more than Willie Mays, should be getting more than, well, Pete Rose should be in. But that's bullshit. So it's interesting. I'm seeing, how, yeah, that, that's going to be interesting. Todd Gurley did not have the best game. He had four carries for 10 yards, one catch. And C.D. Anderson had 16 carries, but only for like 46 yards. And uh, Gurley said, I was sorry as hell today. I was sorry. So C.J. did did his thing, and the whole team did its thing. Yeah. And then D. Ford, who uh, neutral zone violation infraction that would have, that, that an interception probably would have ended the game. He says, I got to see the ball, he told uh, Russell Dodd of the Athletic. I got, I got to see the ball, especially the time of the game and what was at stake. Just have to see the ball. His contract expired. He might, might, Chiefs might retain him with the franchise tag. 13 sacks, seven fours, fumbles a season, but no pressure on freaking the quarterback. And Marcus Peters saying, you know, uh, uh, let's go eat gumbo. You know, I, I don't even eat gumbo. He said, I don't even gumbo. I was just bullshitting. I like uh, goulash, really, though. I like red sauce. I like goulash. No seafood, just a little bit of shrimp. Maybe goulash will be my bowl for the night. It's a case when you need to shut the fuck up. And then uh, Todd Gurley put a photo of him, himself and game official having swapped jersey. Yeah, but... And then there was another pic- a video. Someone put up... Uh, Albert Breer put up an MMQB. It was... Uh, it, he had a, a Rams and a Saints... And he literally, literally took the uh, threw the Saints player on the floor and used the, threw the Ram player on top of the Saints player, and they tapped him out. Yeah, and they even had a picture of all the Rams. All the referees were from the Los Angeles area. Then we got Edelman missed last year's big game. He was recovering from a torn ACL this season. He began the season uh, suspended the first four games for. F- uh, failing a PED test. He goes, I didn't get to go last year, so this is pretty awesome. It's been a crazy year. And Mahomes said, it, it hurts. It hurts everybody. We know this can be a building block. could be something that carries us in the future right now. It's the end, but hopefully it's the beginning of, of a long time. Then you get a defense. Because I don't want him ending up the same day with Dan Marino, where Dan Marino had a great offense of the defense, couldn't carry the load, and they never went back to the Super Bowl after uh, his second year in the league. Never went back. Never got a taste. One time, 38-16 lost in uh, Stanford's football stadium to the Niners. Yeah, I still remember that game. I was expecting big things, and they didn't do shit. That game was over before it started. Yeah. For the first time since November 9, 2014, the Nets will play a game in Brooklyn as an above 500 team. How about that? Six, now, they're 17-5 with the last 22. Hottest team in the NBA right now. Start off 8-18. Eight Three-game homestand started Monday. Yeah, DeMar- and Damare Carroll. He's one of six players on the roster with playoff experience. Next 12 games heading to the next 11 heading into the All-Star break. Past 11 games, 15, oh, averaging over 15 and five rebounds a game. Atkinson, as an assistant in Carroll, also saw the, the Hawks, who went 38-44 and 44 in 2013-2014 to 16-22. 16-20, that's a big jump. In 2014-2015, they had more a few more established pros than that's due. But they feel a similar process taking place in Brooklyn. 
And he said this. He said, you know, he said, I feel that we're kind of on the same path. We got younger players. I don't know how big that jump is, but at the end of the day, I think we can make a jump from last year to this year, and we're only going to contribute and keep getting better. Now they went 28 last season, they're up to 25 this year. Yeah, and then you got the Knicks today. Cantor hasn't played since January 8th. Yeah, Luke Cornett, that's who they, and Mitchell Robinson they want to see. So, we'll see. This is crazy. And then Drew Brees, this is tough. Each one of these is unique and special. I'm not getting any younger. Some days I feel like it. He said he's not thinking retirement. He's one year remaining on his contract and said, I feel pretty positive he'll return for his 19th season. Listen, we'll see what happens. They said, why does he feel confident? Because I feel like I will. All right. With the video replay and communication technology available in 2019, it was also available last year, by the way, that a multi-billion dollar enterprise continues to rely almost exclusively on seven humans on the field to officiate these games in real time. Agreed. And it needs to fucking change. Oh, yeah, this was uh, Finovich said. It's a judgment call by the officials. I personally have not seen the play. How the fuck have you not seen the play? Telling a pool reporter after the game that he was ignorant of the play everyone was freaking out about. Yeah, and I, I, they're not as fast. Get there's no more excuses. They got to fix it. And I agree that what Belichick says: every play, every freaking if there's a penalty not called, they should be able to go to replay. Go, you guys fucked up. Fix this. Fix it now. And then I read this also thing: Tom Brady Senior. He said, "This is what he brought up. They have peaked at the right time, and that's what I felt." If you saw the the Saints peaked early in the season when they blew out the the last great game they had was when they blew out the Eagles at home forty eight seven. The rest of the season they were up and down. They didn't look good against the Eagles. They did not look good against the Rams. Rams Rams also started out like world beaters, and then they kind of like never really got going again. They looked a lot better, and I think they're they're getting better, which is good. Go, going to the Super Bowl, I think two weeks off is gonna would I think they'd be better if the Rams could play next week as opposed to two weeks. I think it'll help the Patriots for him to have two weeks. To look at the team, even though, you know, in in the playoffs, Belichick sixteen one against teams he has in the playoffs that he hasn't seen in the regular season. I guess we'll see how that works out. But it interesting, Tom Brady said they peaked at the right time. Yeah, saving the best fo- football for when it matters. Also, the running game they rushed eighty two times to do playoff games. Rex Burkhead, uh, three Rex Burkhead runs that accounted for the final fifteen yards. And after it was over, Brady uh, Brady. Uh, FaceTime his dad, and uh, his uh, dad said that he, uh, his smile was so big it took up the entire frame of her iPhone. So Brady's off to his ninth Super Bowl in his 16th full season as a Patriots starter and his 18th league, which is four more Super Bowl appearances than the quarterback who's second on that list. Elway has five. And dad says, I don't see him slowing down. He said, I, I'm shocked that he's even playing today, but he says he wants three or four or five more years. Why quit? I mean, what, why Why quit? What else is he going to do that makes him this happy? Listen, he listen what the dad says about his son. He loves every part of the process to play in the game he, he, like this. He loves the practice. He loves the camaraderie. He loves the team building. He loves the offseason. He even loves his diet. He loves taking care of his body. The entire process is something he would partake of until he was 65 or 70, 75. If the ability to do that. Imagine if you did have the ability. And I, yeah, I would never quit. Yeah, unbelievable. To be able to work out and eat well and feel good. So as many as many people have said, different people play football because they like to play football. He's a football player because the whole lifestyle fits exactly to what he plays and desires and enjoys. And that's all that I could say. There's nothing that he 
would rather do in his life than participate on a week-to-week basis and a year-to-year basis as he's doing. Yeah, How do people do what they fucking love? How do people... Listen, hey, I, I, do, I love seeing... That's the best thing about training is seeing people after the workout. Everybody feels better after a workout. And that's a good feeling. And people can talk to me and, and open up to me and tell, you know, if they need to vent, they vent. But they always feel better. And that is something that I, that's the thing I love the most about the job. I really do. I love, that's what I love. I love, love that about it. I love the, you know, it's just a great feeling. But why would Brady give this up? He, he, he's still, he's still playing at a high level. Now, we saw that this last game. He's playing in his ninth fucking Super Bowl. He's going for his sixth ring. I mean, good God. Five and three in Super Bowls. How many guys? Jared Goff's going to play his first one. Did you like it? And he hugged. He hugged uh, the announcer, the, uh, the the reporter, whose name I'm blanking. I see his face. I can't. And uh, just hugged him. Like, you know, he didn't. He goes, aren't you happy about this? And I think he was just in shock. He was trying to process the whole thing. You know, he's 24 years old. It's a great thing. And Tom, let, never give this up. And the Rams with Sean McVay, uh, Fowler, who they brought over from Jacksonville, said, and our main thing is we, not me. It's about the team, the team, the team. And then I read a great thing about Freddie Kitchens, who was actually demoted to running back coach when he was with the Cardinals because they brought in Byron Leftwich. Bruce Arians made Byron Leftwich. And he said, hey, I, I put my head down and did my job. But this is what he said. He said, I don't see myself changing at all. I've seen people change. I definitely have. And for the worse. It's never worked out good when they've changed. And I've seen it a lot. So I'm going to be the same person. That's the beauty of getting this job in particular at this time. I got this job for being myself and not changing for anyone. And I'm not changing moving forward. I can assure you that. That's what you have to be. That is awesome. And you know, we have the Senior Bowl coming up. How about this UMass wide receiver, Andy Isabella, who is all of... Let's see, 5'8", 186. But listen to this. Isabella beat Brown's rookie Denzel Ward to win the Ohio State Championship in the 100-yard dash as a high school senior. His time was 10.51. Ward's was 10.62. So this is a fast motherfucker. Ward ran a 4.34 at last year's combine, leading some to believe that uh, Isabella could run a four, in the 4.2s. And so he played at, he played at UMass. So this is, this is a, not an FBS, it's an FCS team, right? FCS. Football Bowl Division. Oh, it's a Division 1AA, whatever you want to call it, UMass. This season, he had 102 catches for 698 yards and 13 touchdowns. Also, against Georgia, a loaded Georgia defense with the first-round pick, DeAndre Baker. Look what he did against Georgia this year. 15 catches, 219 yards, two touchdowns. This is a guy who could blow it up. Now, I know we're saying it's a short guy. When you're, when, you're, when you're having 15 catches against Georgia and they know that's the guy you have to go to, Listen, that guy uh, Cooper Cup from who's on the was the Rams before he got hurt this year. He blew up in college, and they were like, "Oh!" And then he against the Pac-12 teams, he, he Pac-10 team, yeah, it's Pac-12 against the Pac-12. He lit it up before uh, his senior season, and they were talking about you know he, I think he went third round. They're saying he's going to be a really good college a pro player. Well, this guy Isabella, same kind of thing. And, and, and the Patriots this year, Nate Solder let him walk, replaced them with 49er cast off Trent Brown. Nine months later, Brent, Trent Brown is going to start a left tackle in the Super Bowl along a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, a fifth-round pick, and an undrafted free agent. Dante Skarnecchia, offensive line coach, is he just whatever he whatever Belichick gives him, he makes it work. Look, This is what they do. They got rid of Solder. Solder goes to the Giants. He's been eh. This is, and if you watch the game yesterday... 
Brady's jersey was immaculate. He had a he got a little hand on him. Jones got which they called a roughing the passer, which was a bullshit call. That's the closest the game to put pressure came to putting pressure on him. And the Pats ninety four offensive snaps, the Chiefs forty seven. Now the Cowboys are talking about this is interesting. They said if two guys that on the list are replaced, and one of them was would be Sean Payton, and the other could be Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma's coach. But the guy they said that could that they could bring into uh, being being the offensive guy, got offensive coordinator who could really help the team is Kellen Moore. He's known as the guy who knows he knows how to implement college concepts and can take quarterback friendly ideas and apply them within different formations and personnel groups, leading to what McVeigh bases his offense on: simple for the offense, complex for the defense. He also has a, Moore also has a solid understanding of trends and the rules and how to attack a defense in the passing game. And he's even killed and considered good for Prescott. Listen, he's 30 years old. That's the guy that... I remember Kellen Moore in college. They always said he was going to be a future coach. Now, in college, he worked perfect in the college game. Got the pros, got a little too fast for him. But he was he was a guy that they kept all those years on the bench. He knew his shit. And that's what... They got to get a guy that can get the most out of Dak Prescott's abilities. And I think that's a... Kellen Moore would be good. I really want... I really want him gone. I really do. I really do. Yeah. So when Brady won his first Super Bowl, Sean McVay was a sophomore at the Marist School in Atlanta, where he ended up beating Calvin Johnson for Mr. Football honors as a senior, which I still, listen, Sean McVay, no, no disrespect, but Calvin Johnson is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and Belichick called his first playoff game as Giants defensive coordinator against the Rams on December 23rd, 1984. Sean McVay was born almost but to the day, 13 months later. You read that stuff, it's like crazy. Crazy crazy unbelievable yeah just bananas i got a great picture today of of roy williams with jordan stuff on yeah crazy crazy like a fox i got today's trivia question yeah, Super Bowl, Super Bowl tickets. Pat's Pat's fan just dropped 180,000 on StubHub for eight seats at the 50 yard line for Super Bowl 53. 180,000 for eight seats. I got that company lie, lying around. And Patriots are one and a half favorites over Rams, and open as a one uh, over Rams. Super Bowl opened. Yeah, Patriots are one and a half point favorites. Westgate has them as a one point underdog. I was trying to understand. I think there is a favorite. I can't believe that they're not the favorite. Yeah, Todd Gurley picture with him with Vinovich, which I don't know if that was a real or fake pick. But that's what yeah, that's what I was talking about. How the refs were were switching jerseys with the football players. I, yeah, I don't think I think it's fucking bullshit. And I agree that Hecker's uh, fake punt. We need a little bit of it was game changing. That really changed the. They were down thirteen nothing. They weren't doing shit. Yeah. Uh, Michael Thompson tweets NFL with its own rule that allows the commissioner to fix plate and no call. Yeah, that's not going to happen, but I, I hear I hear you. And Eagles uh, teammates already ripping bombshell report saying Carson Wentz is selfish and egotistical. This, his players took his back. They said that's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, and how about this? Le'Veon Bell throws shade at the Steelers. He said uh, Rams went all in to get the Super Bowl. Uh, Talib trade, Peters trade, Fowler trade, Sue fourteen million, Shields hadn't played since two thousand sixteen, Cooks fifty point five five million guaranteed, Gurley highest paid running back ever, Donald biggest defensive deal ever, 
exactly what you're supposed to do. They did it right. Forget trying to save for the future. You better go and try to win that shit now when you can. You know, he doesn't. I don't totally disagree with what he said. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with what he said. If you, you have to take the chance. And I don't know why they didn't pay fucking Le'Veon Bell. You know, he'd been productive all those years for him. Pay him the goddamn fucking money. Pay him his money. And the Chiefs are going to play Mexico City against next year. Yeah, the Kinsey will get another chance Mexico City. The Chiefs will play the Los Angeles Chargers on a date to be determined. Carolina Panthers, Houston, Texas will make their first trip to England against Tampa Bay. So Carolina is going to play Tampa Bay. Houston's going to play Jacksonville. The other games will be Chicago against the Raiders and Cincinnati against the Rams. All right. Yeah, Carson Wentz. It was uh, after the Philly voice said, uh, described the quarterback as being selfish, uncompromising, and egotistical. Okay. Yeah. Whoever wrote this article needs to check their sources. That's what Lane Johnson said. Zach Ertz, don't believe anything you read. And they said he's going to be the quarterback. He's starting going forward. Bryce Harper, oh, it was Tony Romo that said how he's calling things ahead of time. He said, confirm, just uh, just call Tony to see where I'm going to play next year. And Tennessee volunteers, AP number one for second time in the program history. Yeah. Oh, and uh, on a Pontchartrain Causeway, we were robbed, it said on the board right there. That's for Gumbo Chef. And NFL might make uh, pass interference reviewable, which I think this offseason, yeah, definitely, definitely has to happen. Manny Pacquiao came out of Saturday with a scratch cornea and found his Los Angeles home burglarized. And Lakers interested in Melo, please don't, don't do it. Just say no. Just say no. Yeah. Yeah. D'Angelo hit seventh straight, seven three-pointers as Nets won their fourth straight. Eli's Edges thinks he'll stay. Thinks he'll be, he'll be with the team next season. And Super Bowl odds, Tom Brady opens his even for MVP, followed by Jared Goff as 2-1 to one at uh, Todd Gurley at 16-1. We'll see how that works out. All right. Trivia question for la- last show. What did Gronkowski do in the playoff game yesterday? Became the first tight end in NFL history to have 1,000 yards receiving in, in the playoffs. Thousand yards receiving. Today's trivia question: Who is the only super? Who was the what Super Bowl MVP was in an episode of The Walking Dead? What Super Bowl MVP was was in an episode of The Walking Dead? Rock, you got to answer that one for me. All right, my battery's about to die. I gotta go. Talk to you soon. Have a great night. Peace out.